In this episode, we're going to talk about how to grow your business through digital marketing. We're going to talk with a marketing expert who has helped business owners, celebrities, and Fortune 500 companies create a digital marketing strategy that gets results. This is P is for Profit. You're listening to the P is for Profit podcast with Adam Lean, where it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep and how much freedom you enjoy. Welcome to P is for Profit. My name is Adam Lean and I, along with the rest of the team at the CFO Project, are passionate about helping business owners improve the profitability of their business. My guest today is Shane Barker. He consults with businesses on topics like influence, influencer marketing, product launches, content marketing, sales funnels, and more. So Shane, welcome to the show. Yeah, Adam, man, I'm excited about being on the show today. Yeah, I was I was tempted to rename myself Captain P after the profit thing. So Captain Profit. So I, <laughs> I, like I figured it. that yeah, yeah. I was my I don't know if my wife will like it, but we'll we'll see. I'm gonna try to get my name changed. <laughs> but I'm excited, man. I'm I'm excited to to hopefully live up to the Captain P name in here and give you guys some good insight <laughs> on how to make some profits. Yeah. So I mean, I, there's so many things I want to talk about because you've you have an impressive resume. You've you worked with consultants and influencers and celebrities and uh, athletes, before we get started, tell us sort of what got you into this and, and where you are now. Yeah, man, it's it's kind of funny. Like I I was a funny story about that is I I've been in the space in the digital space for about twenty five years, and I originally was this is like a year ago. I was telling everybody I was like oh, I've been in this for like fifteen years, and my wife heard me on a podcast, and she came and she goes, "Why are you lying to everybody?" I'm like, I'm "Not lying." She goes, "Yeah, you are. You've been doing this like twenty five years. Like, why are you trying to act like you're twenty five <laughs> years old?" And I was like, "Oh, that's a good point." So, anyways, I'm not really good with numbers, so I'm not a good accountant. So, if you need an accountant, <laughs> I'm probably not the guy to call. But I think with everything else, digital wise, I've, I've been doing it for so long. I mean, we started doing SEO back in the day when it wasn't even SEO, and you know, jumped in the social space and. Now what we do is heavy of conversion-based stuff. So, you know, it's like the driving of traffic, the right type of traffic, and then the conversion of that. The, you know, and once again, the influencer thing is I've been doing that for quite a few years. I have a class at UCLA that I teach, a personal branding, how to be an influencer course um, that I taught a few um, a few quarters ago. And you know, once again, the idea of this whole thing is, is how do you drive traffic and how do you convert it? And that's really this whole journey has kind of got to me where I'm at today. I'm doing I mean, I was just in uh, in Mumbai. I did a keynote speech out there for uh, India Times, and I've been traveling all over the world. So, my the funny part is, I do these types of interviews, and people go, "Well, like, what do you do?" And I'll, I'll tell you like eight of the ten things, and then there's like seventeen things that I forgot. Right? So, yeah. you know, people go like, "How do you do all that?" And and I will have to. I'll send a shout out to my team. I have a thirty five person team, so I'm not a. I'm not this magical genius behind the thing that it's only me, and I'm writing all these articles. I mean, I have a phenomenal team that I've built. Um, over the last, you know, whatever, probably whatever, 10, 15 years. Um, and they do an awesome job. So we, we get a, got a lot of good exposure from that. But really, I've, I mean, I used to own a bar in Chico, California. And I've, you know, I've done, I do, I actually flip real estate here in Sacramento now. And so there's a thousand other things that aren't even on my resume um, <laughs> that I do. You know, I, I just put, I guess my thing is, is putting good processes in place. Because there was a point where I was you can't see this. I know people are going to see this, but I'm not fully bald. I have a pretty good head of hair, but there was a point where I was losing a lot of it because I didn't have good processes. And uh, now I have great processes in place. And so I'm able to own multiple businesses and get them profitable. So that's kind of, we're going to probably touch on that today. But like I said, 25 years in the digital space, a lot of good stuff, but it's uh, a lot of learning lessons and a lot of money spent. And we're going to, you guys are going to get all the good stuff today. Oh, excellent. Yeah. I can't wait to get started. So yeah, 25 years. So what has been the biggest changes in, in digital marketing? 
Yeah, you know, I think digital marketing, I mean, the thing that the 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 issue with digital marketing, one of the things that I enjoy is that there's always something new, right? There's always a new platform, there's always a new strategy, there's always new this. And I love that. But then there's that's also the thing that can drive you crazy, right? As a business yeah. owner, when you look at this and you're like, oh my God, I've you know, you're doing something, you're in the middle of it, and you're like, oh God, you know, I wrote Shane's art, listen to Shane's art or a podcast or read his article, and we've got to do this. And so then you know, you're jumping onto the new shiny thing, right? And, and I'm not saying you don't try new things, but you really, as a business owner, it's very easy to get sucked into, you know, we say the the example of trying to drink water out of a out of a hose, right? And you're like, you're spraying your face, you are like, you know, it's like a dog, tra- I'm trying to get a little bit of water. And you, know, you, you have to be very careful of jumping on the next new thing, right? And so, but the hardest part is like, okay, if there's 20 things I'm supposed to be doing and I'm a business owner, like, how do I do this efficiently? Like, what do I really go after, right? Like, where do I spend my money? I have $10,000 and where do I go after? And that's, that's always the hardest part, you know? And so, you know, over the years, I've developed systems on like how we kind of test businesses and how we kind of like go to like test the market to see if it's there. And I think we'll probably touch a little bit on that today, but it, it really comes down to, once again, taking a look at what you need to do and then systemizing that and then putting processes in place and then figuring out like, once again, what's the low hanging fruit when it comes to like making money, right? I mean, there's a lot of long-term things that we can do in the digital space. Like if you're looking to crush it online from an SEO perspective, that's not going to happen in the next week, right? So you have to look at this and go, okay, do we have the budget to do SEO, right? Because that's going to take three months, six months, depending on competition and keywords and Google. And there's these variables. That's more of a long-term play. Content marketing, which we do a lot of, is more of a long-term play. You're not going to write an article today and get 10 clients tomorrow, right? Now, if you're looking for PPC, PPC or pay-per-click, that's a little bit of a faster response in theory because you're putting an ad up. You potentially could have somebody come in tomorrow, right? You got to obviously change the messaging and the audience and, you know, kind of streamline that and get it to a point where you're optimized and things are going good there. But once again, so that's what you have to look at is like, what is our overall goal? And the overall goal is to, you know, generate sales. Okay, well, then what is the low hanging fruit for doing that? Like, how can we go about doing that? And so the digital space is the same in the sense of, once again, it just comes down to what your goals are, timelines and budget, right? That none of that's really changed. And then what you have to figure out is where you're going to spend that budget and where you're going to spend that time and what kind of resources are you going to put into that, right? And that's kind of the question of the day. It's like, where do I put, I have this, now where do I go with it, right? And the, the, the difference today, I think, than any other time is that we have so many resources. Once again, can be a problem, but it also is a great thing. You have Udemy, you have all these, you have mentors. I mean, somebody will jump on the call with you. I mean, like here, give you an example, like this podcast, like I'm going to give you guys information that's taken me 25 years to put together and it's literally coming to you for free, right? I should be giving you guys some stuff that you're like, God, we can use that. That's awesome. But how much money have I spent and time have I spent to fumble through this thing we call digital marketing to get to this point? Right. So now we're at this point and, and there's mentors, there's people, there's podcasts, there's a lot of great information. Like if I want to learn to do PPC, I can go take a course, a free course, spend $50 and I can get up to speed. Somebody else is going to be training me that's been doing this for 10 years, 15 years, get me up to speed. So I'm going to be 50 times better than I was three days ago. I mean, that's extremely valuable. Like there's so many resources out there. But once again, because there's so many resources, you got you to gotta focus on what you want to focus on. My thing is, hey, I want to do PPC. We want to go after that. I want to start generating some sales. My goal is I have a $5,000 budget. I want to get that up to 10000 in three months. And this is how we're going to do it, right? Or, hey, we're going to diversify our budget over content marketing, SEO, and what, let's say earned media or something like that, right? More PR type stuff. Great. Then we go and that now we go after that strategy and figure out like what are our goals and when you got to kind of set that all in place. 
Yeah, no, that's that's very interesting. Interesting. I, I'm glad you brought up the fact that the whole point of digital marketing is to get sales. Really, that's the point of any marketing is to get sales, yeah. and you have to measure that. Uh, I think that gets lost on a lot of people. You have to you have to make sure that every everything that you're pouring money into is returning. Well, it, at it, least it comes the, down the investment. Yeah, it comes down to ROI, right? And it comes down yeah. to KPIs. So ROI is return on investment. I'm sure your audience understands that. I always, say, I always hate to throw out acronyms and then people are like, what did he just, I'm not sure what he said. <laughs> KPIs is key performance indicators. So and anything that you do, like any, like give you an example, like when we produce content, when I first produced content on my blog, I had no idea what I was doing. I'm like, let me just write a blog post about, you know, crayons or not really crayons, but like marketing or something. Like I was just putting stuff out there. Yeah. Now, when we produce content, I produce content with intent. The difference is this, is that I go, okay, what is the intent of that content? Like if that content becomes number one, how am I going to monetize it? Right. That's what you have to think about. Like what you have to put your ROI, how am I going to make my money back? So this article cost me a thousand dollars to produce. How am I going to get my thousand dollars back? Like what are my key performance indicators? My key performance indicators is that if I can drive a thousand people in traffic a month and I have a $50 ebook, if I can sell 20 of those ebooks at $50, I make my $1,000 back each month, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, you have to produce something with intent. If you're just producing something to produce something, what, you know, it doesn't, but it doesn't always have to be money. It can produce, because I can produce a piece of content to just educate, right? But I produce other pieces of like, what is the intent? Is it because I have affiliates in there that I want to make money from? It's because this is a sponsored post by one of my, the, the people that have hired me. Is it, because I wanted to push my podcast. I mean, like, what is the, what is the goal of it? And if you don't have a goal with it, if you're just putting stuff out there, then how do you know you made it? Like, if, if we were to run a marathon and nobody told us it was 26.2 miles, when do you know you made it to the finish line? Like, how do you right. know that you finished a marathon? Like, if somebody goes, well, marathon's really just as far as you want to run. And I'm like, so I, I run six blocks and I just finished my marathon? No, it's 26.2 miles, Shane. Oh, that's the indicator, right? That's when I know that I've actually ran a marathon. So, when you're, when you're putting this stuff together, understand that, you know, not everything is just because I need to make a thousand dollars on a thousand dollars doesn't mean it's going to happen that way, but at least you're looking at it and understanding, Hey, this is kind of what my goal is with, for this, right? This is the reason why we produce this content. And what do we need to do to get that content to produce at a higher level? Is it a better landing page, a better call to action? Is it, we need to rename the, the, the actual, the actual, the, the lead magnet we have there, the ebook, like there's a lot of variables. And then when you get it tweaked to a point where you're making that kind of money, great. Now you move on to another piece of content, but just know, you know, the thing that we do too, and this is a real valuable for people is obviously it's expensive to produce content. Give me an example. Like as you're recording this, we're recording this on video as well, right? We do the same thing for a podcast. We go, we put it on video and then we take that piece of content and then we use a little clip from this. We put it on Instagram or maybe we put it on, on LinkedIn to tease people. We actually put this on a blog post and then we actually write a blog post that talks about whatever it is. Shane Barker's talking about influencer marketing or profit or making money. We write a blog post about it. So now it's a piece of content on my website. We actually put it on Instagram. We put it on YouTube. And that's all because of a podcast that was only supposed to be audio. We take these audio files, we'll put them in some other places. Like, what are we producing one piece of content and, and, and making it into 10 or 15 different pieces of content? Like how that's the, the premise of this whole thing is like, because it's expensive. Podcasts aren't, you know, I mean, they're free in theory until you get an editor, until you get this and you got an outreach person. And you, know, you get into a point where you're like, this is a little more expensive. I thought I was just going to talk for an hour and I just thought magically <laughs> things were going to happen, right? It, it, it doesn't happen that way. So the idea is, is like producing a piece of a podcast, but I'm producing it with the intent of pushing out more of that content so I can pull in more clients, pull in more guests. And then how are you going about doing that? So it's, it's once again, that process you want to put. Yeah. So, so basically 
if I'm hearing you correctly, it's it's important to not just look at tactics. You got to have a, have a strategy. I mean, tactics That's, you can use, they come and go, but you have to have a strategy. Yeah. Like how does this play into your strategy? Like I, I'm big in the influencer space. And so this is what's interesting. Like the influencer space, you, what people think is that you go and you, I'm, you know, they go and you got to sell a widget. And so you go and you give it to an influencer for free. And then he talks about your widget or she talks about your widget. And then you make a million dollars. Like that's, that just doesn't happen. Right. So yeah. the idea of it is, is <laughs> yeah, right. We would all be doing it. Like we would all yeah. be on at the Fry Festival right now. Actually <laughs> people and, and drinking water, which is a whole nother conversation. But yeah. the, the idea of this thing is like, that is a tactic. A yeah. strategy is when you actually work with 10 influencers and they're putting up four or five pieces of content. Now there's a strategy behind it. Like you have to, you can't, let me tell you something in marketing, as much as I've prayed in marketing, praying doesn't work. Like when you don't, you put up a campaign and you pray afterwards, it doesn't help. Like, you know, whether you believe in God, don't believe in God, believe in whoever you believe in, that's awesome. That doesn't help. The idea is, is you need to put a plan together right? So then when you put that plan together, then you got to figure out what do we need to do to implement all these things in that plan, right? And so that's the strategy. That's what you have to look at. Like you have to know that like there's, because if you just go try one thing and it doesn't work, that doesn't, it's, it only failed because you didn't have a strategy behind it, right? And you have to understand, hey, we made it to this point and we haven't hit the sales that we wanted to, but why is that? Right. Yeah. Let's evaluate what we're at at this point. And if we don't and we're not sure what's going on, then we need to figure out why do we not know what's going on? Because we didn't have, you know, we work with this influencer and we don't know if sales went up or went down. We're not sure if it was because of the influencer. Well, it's because you didn't set it up correctly. You didn't have them going to a specific landing page. You didn't have an affiliate link to that influencer. You didn't have some kind of unique code that that influencer. So you could indicate that John who did the campaign and John 25 that you had 45 people that come and purchase with that coupon code. But now that you know that it came from John and that your thousand dollars you paid John, you made $5,000 and guess what? You should go do another campaign with John, right? That's, you just have to look at that. It's like, how are you going to look at the results and how are you going to be able to measure that? Once again, doing a campaign with somebody, sending them a free product and then praying is not a good strategy. That's not going to work. Yeah. So that makes sense. So let's talk about some strategies. Let's, let's focus, uh, on, uh, local service-based businesses, somebody that owns a heating and air company, roofing company, something like that. What are some specific strategies that they can, that would sort of be low-hanging fruit? If somebody's asking, where do I even start with this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the thing is, there's, there's um, do you know Marcus Sheridan? I do not. So, no. Okay. So Marcus is, so I'm giving that example because he was, uh, before he jumped into marketing and sales, he owned a pool company. And so his example was he had a, a pool company. What happened was the pool company was doing terrible. It was obviously a local business. Him and I think some of his buddies started it. And what they started doing is producing content. So, you know, through customer service, they would have people that would call up and say, hey, you know, for this kind of pool, like they would ask specific questions. And so what they would start to do is create content around those specific questions. And so what happened was by them, and this was many years ago, but by producing this type of content, so I would call up and say, hey, I want to get whatever, a outdoor pool. I'm sure obviously most of them are outdoors, but let's say I want to get an outdoor pool. And there's very specific questions they would ask. And they go, yeah, but I, you guys are pitching me $10,000 or pitching me $5,000. Like, what's the difference? And we would say, oh, the difference is, is that we use this type of product that is guaranteed for 15 years. They're using a product that probably is going to break down in three months. Like, oh, that's okay. That's why I should spend an extra $5,000 with you guys. But they would write it online. And so people would go and, and look up these things and they would go, okay, this is very transparent. Now I get, I understand why I should go with Marcus's company. And they're seeing this as an authority. 
It's in, yeah. So that's what happens is so, and this is the same thing. Like my site is an example. The reason why people reach out to me to work with me is because I give tons of free information and it's enough information for you to be dangerous and go and have a successful campaign and whatever you want to do, SEO, CRO, you know, content creation, influencer marketing, or what happens, they get to a point they're like, listen, we're making enough money. We really got to hire somebody. Who should we hire? Oh, maybe Shane Barker, because we read his blog every day. Yeah. Right. Shane knows what he's doing. And so, Right. Right. And I've already educated them. Right. I've already given them tons of value. And so they come back to me and says, hey, I've been following your stuff. I want to thank you for everything. And I think we're at the point where we need somebody to kind of steer the ship a little bit. And I go, "Okay, awesome. Let's do that. Right. So it's the same thing with this is that you want to produce some content, produce content that you think your audience is going to enjoy. And that can be funny content that could be educational. That can be whatever that is. But you have to think about what are the, the common questions? Like, how are you the solution to somebody's problem? Right. And so you have to think about that. It's like, and there's a lot of great books out there that you can read. And I'm trying to think of some off the top of my head, but like, how are you that solution? Like you've, you started your company because you feel like you're the best pool company in Sacramento, California. Okay. Well, why is that? Right. What makes you different? Like, is it your pricing? Is it the way that you guys do things? Is that you guys, if you don't get the project done within 30 days, you give them 25% off. It's because, you know, you've been doing this with the city for 35 years and you get permits done within two days. Like what, what's the difference? Like, I don't know if I have John's pools and Jennifer's pools. I don't know the difference. You both do pools. So if I'm, if I go and look at Jennifer's website and there's just general information, this is Jennifer and her husband, Bob, they've been doing pools for three years, or you come to my website and I've been doing pools for 25 years. I've actually done 7,000 pools in the Sacramento area. We've been doing this for 35 years and blah, 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 blah. And here goes some information you guys might have about the different types of pools, the different, you know, why you shouldn't do a pool on this and why you should do this and some things you need to look out for. Then people read that and they go, okay, God, I feel like I'm a little more educated on the subject. Now I can feel comfortable with going with, oh, wait, the company that's been educating me this whole time and it's explaining things to me, right? Because the idea is to be transparent. You want your audience to go, okay, this makes sense to me. Okay, now I need to reach out to you. So they know you're going to be a straight shooter too when they talk to you. Like, yeah, we're not the cheapest in town. Absolutely not the cheapest. And the reason why that is, is because of this, oh yeah, I read that on your blog that the difference between the pools is this and this. Like they're already selling themselves because they're, they're educating themselves. And an educated person comes through. Now, once they have the education, they're ready to make that decision. Yeah. So that makes sense. So you would recommend for a local business to start with content marketing, creating this content, this helpful content. And that sort of feeds into search engine optimization, right? I mean, because then for when sure. somebody searches for pools in Sacramento, you're going to come up because you have all this content, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. So really, you have to look at every piece of content you produce on your blog is a piece of real estate on Google. So people always say, well, how much content can, should I write? And I go, how much can you write? Like, you can't write enough, right? Like, the more content that you write that's relevant, and Google's done a great job, obviously, more in the last few years of, of saying, if I'm looking for a pool creator in Sacramento, if I'm a Sacramento pool company, as long as on my website it says it's Sacramento-based, all this kind of stuff, and I'm producing content, the higher light, you have a higher likelihood of you showing up than you do uh, a pool company in New York, right? Because they're like, that's a pool company in New York that has nothing to do with Sacramento. And these guys are obviously answering all those types of questions. Um, and you have to look at the, the search, right? So you go into Google and you've going to pull it in a question about a pool. Google has this little thing that pops up other little questions. Well, those are questions that other people have asked, right? And you know, if you're customer service, what people are asking you, like customer service, Jenny comes up to you and says, I've had 40 people ask us the difference between this and this. That's a blog post. That's a video you need to produce, 
right? Their audience is going to tell you. They're going to tell you what you needed. Or you go into Google and do a little search. And what I look up is, you know, Sacramento pool companies. I look up the things that people are looking up in that area, write a piece of content around it. In the beginning, you're not going to be number one for all these searches, right? You have big pool companies and real estate companies that are probably going to outrank you. But over time, when you start, when you can continuously produce that type of content, you'll start to become the answer that Google says, hey, you know, Shane's blog, this pool blog company in Sacramento is putting out some great content. And Jose over here had a question about something. I really think this is the best answer for it. It's a content game. Like if you want to be number one in the SEO, like people are like, well, we're, we're not good in SEO. I'm like, well, you need to produce content. Like every piece of content, another piece in real estate, and it shows Google that you're relevant. Like most websites that are big on Google are because they put out a lot of content and they're driving a lot of traffic because of the content. You're going to see almost no sites that are number one that aren't driving traffic. That's the key is you put out good, consistent content, quality content, and continuously drive that traffic to those sites and you'll stay up in the search engines. Yeah, that makes sense. And and. I mean, I'm assuming that you probably won't be able to be number one on Google for pools, but you probably have a fighting chance to be for pools in Sacramento or pool companies in Sacramento, and, California. And you don't really want to be number one for pools, right? Because the the thing is, is you could have all kinds of people come to you and I don't really care about people looking for pools in New York. Yeah. I want people for pools in Sacramento. So Google, once again, Google's done a good job. If I put in pools, they're going to know from my IP that I'm in Sacramento and they'll probably pull me up. But really what I want to do is it's called a long tail search. So pools, give you an example, attorney. Okay, great. Attorney would be a great keyword to be after. The problem is, is there's 10, 15, 20, 30 different types of attorneys. Like what happens if I'm looking for a DUI attorney or a bankruptcy attorney? Like that's all those attorneys are different. Or, you know, somebody's just looking up information about attorney. If I'm looking up for pool company in Sacramento, I'm looking for a pool company. It's a high intent keyword. Like I absolutely am looking for a pool company in Sacramento because that was the exact search. How do you become number one for that? So if there's only a hundred searches in Sacramento, but that's a hundred people that are specifically looking for a pool company in Sacramento, right? If I'm looking for how to build my own pool, that's probably not going to be, that's not the certain intent is not going to be that best for my company unless I write an article on the 10 things you can do to build your own pool, but the five things you got to watch out for. And in case you don't want to mess up your pool and have your wife leave you and all your kids laugh at you (laughs) because you try to do your own pool, then you should reach out to Shane's pool company. Got it. Right. Like you can still pull in those people and still educate them on what they can do. Cautious them on, you know, be cautious of what you should do. And then, Hey, like, let's do the right thing. Like you don't want to be pouring cement. You don't want to be able to do this. It's a hundred degree weather, like leave to the professionals you're going to, it's going to probably take you six years to get it done. It'll take us six weeks. Like, do you want to swim in the pool in the next five years? Or would you like to do it in the next five weeks? You're like, ah, oh, next five weeks sounds better. Okay, great. Let's get it done. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So in terms of Facebook or Instagram marketing or email marketing or Google ads, what, what would you sort of recommend for, for businesses that just want to get started other than content marketing, if they're going to do that? What, what do you, uh, what are your thoughts on those other other methods? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they all, once again, it all fits into the, the tool set of marketing, right? Like you just have to figure out um, exactly what kind of content you want to put out there, right? And so whether you, if you want to do a PPC ad, then that's awesome. You you have a higher chance of getting sales quicker, right? Um, but you have to what, figure out is, is the only issue is, is that, oh, uh, pay-per-click, sorry. So pay-per-click, so whether on Instagram or, or on Facebook, obviously it's a pay-per-click type situation, right? Where you're, you're bidding for, hey, to be able to be in this position, to be able to do this, it's $3 a click. Okay, that's not a problem. And you're selling pools at $20,000. 
how many of what you have to figure out is like, if I get a thousand clicks, let's say it's a thousand clicks at $5, that's $5,000. That's not a problem as long as I'm converting at least one $20,000 pool. And the cost of that right. pool is $5,000. So I'm making $10,000, right? So you have to know your numbers. Like you, you have to, once again, you have to strategy, you're putting this in place of like, how many times does somebody have to click and how much money do I have to figure that out? And so now I know my cost per acquisition, right? So my cost is that I, I, I spend $5,000 in leads and I'm closing at least one deal on a $20,000 pool that cost me $5,000. I got 10 grand. So as long as I can keep that funnel going, but the idea of it is, is and I want to figure out that, instead of ROI. maintaining that, yeah. right? Because what's going to happen, other people are going to see that and they're going to do the same thing. So you got to be a little creative. What I really want to do is get my five, the, the thousand clicks at $5. I want to get that down from $5 to $3 and 50 cents. So I'm saving $1,500, but you have to figure out, you have to get to that point of where you're like, okay, I'm pumping money in. It's working. It's not working. What do we need to tweak or change? And then you tweak or change it. And then you get it down to a point. Now, how do I make it more efficient? How do I actually optimize that campaign? So I'm spending less money on the PPC, but I have more profit on the back end. So, and there's a number of ways of doing it. I mean, it's very easy for me to explain it in, in three minutes on a podcast to actually do it. Obviously it's a lot more labor intensive, but you have to have those, that in mind of like, I'm going to spend a thousand. It's going to be $5 per click or whatever. And then in that, I expect to get this, 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 and this. And if you go to a PPC company and they go, I think that's realistic. Because in the beginning, you have to test things. Right. It's not just putting out one ad and things are going to go phenomenal. You've got to say, I'm like, I have a company, the company that I've partnered with for PPC stuff. He says, you have to spend $10,000 a month and it's going to take three months of research. And people are like, oh my God, like that's crazy. Yeah, but the intel and the information that he gets after three months now you're off to the races. Like he knows exactly who your audience is, knows where they're at, knows what messaging's work. Now you're just printing money. But yeah. in the beginning, you know, a lot of these PPC companies will come in and say, oh yeah, I think you're going to see results within the first few weeks, which is a lie. You're probably not going to. Like we're, test- we're trying to see what works. And that takes time, that takes money, that takes resources. So if you're spending your last $500 on PPC and you're praying, we've already talked about the praying thing. Praying doesn't work in marketing. Like you can try it. No matter how much you pray to the, the internet gods or the marketing gods, they're only going to help you so many times. The idea is, is you have to, you've got to say, hey, listen, I've got a set budget that I'm, we got to test some stuff and try some things out because it's not always going to be perfect. Yeah, no, that makes sense. We're almost out of time, but I did want to touch on the processes. I mean, you're, you're a big, big advocate for creating processes that yeah. help, help, the, the business essentially be stay profitable. So explain that. What do you mean? So here's the thing. I, I look at it when I when I consult clients, I tell them, what are the 10 things or 20 things that you do on a daily basis? Let's say it's 500 things. What I look at when I, because I used to be a, the type of entrepreneur, my, as most entrepreneurs, is I'm going to hoard everything. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Nobody can do it better than me, right? Like I'm, and yeah. okay, maybe that's true. The problem is, is you want to, you want to get to a point that if you're making money, you don't want to be bald and fat and super stressed out and be dead, right? That's, that's not the time to realize that you had a successful business. So what you have to figure out is uh, out of those, let's say 50 things, like how much of those things can be resourced out, can be, can, can be outsourced to somebody other than you, right? When I go speak on stage, I, I, they, they've cloned sheep. They can't clone me yet, right? And my wife's like praying they don't clone me because there's going to be two of me, right? So, but you can't do that, right? So I physically have to be on that stage. I can't have you, Adam, go in and say, hey, uh, t- put on this red beard, spike your hair, um, and, <laughs> and, put, and look a little older, um, and then talk really fast. And then you should go out there and do my thing. And you're going to be like, I'm not, I can't do that. Like, you got to be kidding me. I have to be there on stage, right? I have to be interviewing on my podcast. But what I don't have to do 
is do all my presentations and present my presentation. Like people can help me get that content together, right? Like for a podcast, when I do my podcast, my team gets all the information ahead of time. So I literally, 10 minutes is terrible to admit, 10 minutes before my podcast that I do on mine, I look at the person's information and I'm ready. Like most people spend hours and do this and read. I don't. Like I'm literally, I've done it five minutes before. I'll go in. Okay, Jennifer's done this. She's got two kids. She's in this. I'll look at her Instagram. Look at this. I know she graduated from Syracuse University. That She's an instructor. And I also know she has a course coming out. Boom. I jump into that thing and they're like, oh, that's awesome. You knew that I had a three-year-old kid and that I've been married four times. And then I'm like, you know, and then I'm whatever. It's like, I know it all. It's like, because my team, I, before I would have to get that all together, it's very time consuming. Look at what you have to do. Go find somebody that enjoys doing it. I'll give you an example, accounting. I hate accounting. I don't hate accountants. I love accountants, but I hate accounting. So why would I go do all the numbers and do all that stuff? If I can find somebody that can put that all together for me, like out, figure out what you're good at, what you enjoy doing and do that. If you hate sales, you're going to have to put a process together to educate somebody on how to do sales the way that you do sales. But just know that's never going to change. If you hate sales and you don't train somebody else to do sales, guess what? You're not going to get sales, right? And maybe yeah. you're the salesperson and you sell, you sell things the best. And so maybe you can outsource that. But what you can do is you can outsource the lead generation, those people going and finding the interested people. And then you just jump on the Zoom call and you pitch them on what you're going to be giving to them. Then you follow up and you hand it off your team and there you go. Like, what is that process? You don't have to do all that work. You have to figure out what you enjoy doing. And if you're killing yourself doing absolutely everything, which most people do in the beginning, figure out what you want to outsource. Like, I don't want to go find somebody's email and it takes me half an hour to find John's email. I'm going to pitch him. Somebody else is willing to do that for pennies on the dollar. Don't do that. Figure yeah. out how, what you can outsource and really what you want to do. What you should be doing is what I call kissing hand, or shaking hands and kissing babies. I should be in there selling because I'm the fast-talking guy that gets it and you've read my blog, everything's good. But I don't need to go find John's email address and spend a half an hour doing it. That's a super waste of time. So put a process in place. This is how I generate leads. This is how I do things. Assign it to a VA, virtual assistant, or hire somebody. Give them that process. Show them exactly what they need to do educate them along the way, get them up and then make them into a ninja like you want them to be. Have them come back and go through 50 people and bring you a nice juicy lead of Jennifer that's been looking for a digital marketer. And you're like, here I am. And there you go. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. And Shane, this has been some really good stuff. Um, we could spend all day with this, but if if somebody wants to learn more or you know read your blog or listen to your podcast or just need help, if they need help with marketing, digital marketing, where do they go? Yeah, go to my website. It's just shanebarker.com. That's S-H-A-N-E-B-A-R-K-E-R. -E -E you can go down to the bottom. Um, there's a place where you can sign up for my newsletter where we give out. I mean, I very seldom pitch my services, which is probably a down thing, but I give tons <laughs> of value. I mean, I put out a blog post, almost a blog post a day. I have my podcast that comes out once a week. Um, I'm constantly giving out great information. For me, once again, it's education. And if people feel like it's enough to be successful, great, go do it. If you need some help, we're always going to be there. My email is shane at shanebarker.com. Very simple. Um, it actually is my email. Um, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that, that, um, that I don't have a virtual assistant that actually reviews all of my emails before I do because it's all about processes and taking care of stress. So I get my emails a nice little bundle in the morning. I have 15 emails I need to respond to when I was used to be getting 500 a day. So I have a virtual assistant that goes in there and, and, and does it. So if you guys want to send me an email, I'd love to chat with you. Um, we definitely, we, and I say we isn't because I have an assistant, we'll be getting back to you guys and answer any questions you guys may need any help with. And once again, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Yeah, of course. This is great. Uh, and we'll put uh, your website and email in the show notes. Uh, so again, thank you so much. 
Shane for being here. And uh, again, if you would like to see if Shane and his company can help you with the digital marketing in your business, please reach out to him. Uh, Again, I'll put his info in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, the goal of your business should be to make more profit than last year and turn that profit into cash that you get to keep. Have a wonderful rest of your day. The P is for Profit podcast is sponsored by the CFO Project. We help small business owners and entrepreneurs pocket bigger profits. If you're ready to discover the five changes required to boost your profits this quarter, you'll want to attend our latest presentation, Why Your Small Business Might Not Be As Profitable As It Should Be. Register at the CFO Project.com slash video. 